morning, friends. Great to see you all here this morning, and uh, welcome to Grace Community Church. I know you've already been welcome. I just want to extend that personal welcome. I'm usually here earlier in the service, and um, but I was out there with uh, the fun and the picnic, and um, so um, I wonder if we have any first-time guests here today. If you're a first-timer, just so you know, we do this every Sunday. We have... <laughs> Bounce houses, free food, DJ, the whole nine yards, every single Sunday. I'm just kidding. Um, we, it is a big day for us. Uh, preschool Sunday is going on, and so we just had a lively time over in the first service, and that uh, liveliness continues and will continue even through and after this service. So I, I hope, as you heard on the uh, announcements and the welcome, that you're able to stay afterwards and enjoy some of that continued friendship and fellowship and good and free food. So, But we're glad that you're here. I uh, have a just brief story to share with you, uh, somewhat related to preschool and preschool families. So there was a young mom one Sunday uh, who decided she was going to take her four-year-old son into big church, so and to worship with all the adults. And so things were going well at the beginning of the service, and the child was doing his thing as the songs were being sung and played, and, and then the pastor started to pray, and so things got a little more silent. And so uh, the pastor said, God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for every person here with us in worship. And God, we just want to thank you for your presence. And as soon as that little boy heard the word presence, he, uh, he, he, he perked up, he nudged his mom, and he blurted out right there in the middle of that silence, presence? Mommy, where are the presents? When do we get the presents? That God there just said, thank you, God, for your presence. You see what he was hearing, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful, the things that kids hear and then the things that kids say. It says Preschool Sunday. It's a highlight of the year for me personally and for us as a church. I uh, just have so many exuberant little children uh, on our campus and uh, through the rooms and then leading in worship at the first service as they did and to welcome their families and, uh, and, 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 and loved ones and so many others from the church, uh, just guests enjoying worship and friendship and fun together. So I, I do hope that you're able to stay. I, I want to show you the video that Kim Reed put together just to give you a flavor of some of what happens on a day-to-day basis here at the Grace Community Preschool, just so you have a sense of what God's doing. So let's watch this video. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child. My name. 
the smiling hearts and faces of children and there were a lot of uh, happy hearts in the room um, just about an hour ago as they watched their children uh, on the screens. Preschool Sunday, days like today, uh, always make me especially mindful of Jesus' own interactions with the children and how Jesus uh, would often teach his followers using children as examples. So we're going to take a look at a couple of places in the Bible where Jesus did that very thing. And so if you have a Bible with you, uh, I would encourage you to open that and turn to Mark chapter 9 in the New Testament of the Bible. We're going to read verses 35, 36, and 37 from Mark chapter 9. Jesus sat down and he called the 12 disciples. And he said to them, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And Jesus took a child and put the child in the midst of them and taking him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not only me, but also him who sent me. The grass withers and the flower falls and fades, but the word of God stands forever. Amen. Jesus' disciples, if you look just a verse earlier than what we just read, were arguing with each other about which one among them was the greatest. 
You just think about Jesus' disciples arguing about which of them was the greatest. And Jesus saw this as a very clear and obvious teachable moment. And so he sat down with them and he said to them, if you want to be first, you have to be the very last. You have to be the servant of all. And so a humble servant heart is the key for Jesus. A heart that welcomes little children. And that welcomes those like little children who so often are seen and treated as the least and the last. Welcome them, Jesus says, and in essence, you welcome me. Have you ever noticed how how some people just automatically and naturally and so comfortably engage with children? And then there are others who almost act as if the children aren't even there. Almost like they're just invisible. You know what I mean? And then how about you? What do you do? How do you act and interact with children? Hypothetical situation right here. All right, so you walk up to another adult, or another adult walks up to you, and it just so happens that their child is beside them, or their children are there beside them. In that situation, what do you typically do? Do you acknowledge and notice and speak with the adult only, as if the child's not there? Or do you also notice, acknowledge, and speak to the child? Because so often, I've seen it so many times, and I've experienced it firsthand so many times, where the children may as well be invisible because they're not acknowledged, they're not noticed at all, and they're standing right there the whole time. Just think about your own actions and interactions with children in light of what we just read from Jesus. And then think about this. Think about what the disciples did. I'm going to read another story of what the disciples did one day when some parents were bringing their children to Jesus. And keep in mind, this is not too long after Jesus had just told them to welcome the little children. It's in the next chapter in the book of Mark. So in Mark chapter 10 and verses 13 through 15. And uh, parents were bringing children to Jesus that Jesus might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And he said to them, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And so Jesus wasn't just saying, welcome the children. He was also actually saying, be like the children. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it. Think about children for just a little bit. They they have such a genuine authenticity about them, don't they? I mean, they're not hiding their joy when they're feeling joyful. And they're not hiding their hurt when they hurt. What you see is what you get. It's genuinely authentic and authentically genuine through and through all the time. And they have just this natural, just wonderful sense of wide-eyed wonder about life and life in the world. Just a wide-eyed wonder and a full-hearted worship about them. They don't have to have all the answers to all the big, hard questions with 100% complete certainty and precision. They're okay with a level of mystery and wonder about life in the world. And just full-hearted worship. You should have been in there just a little bit ago. I mean, they're singing and praising and worshiping God with all their little hearts, which really are big hearts and little bodies. 
And too many times, too many adults lose that. Too many times, too many adults lose that wide-eyed wonder and that full-hearted worship. It just gets watered down or, or it just gets suppressed altogether. And children also are so trusting and so loving. And sometimes the ones in whom they place their trust are not as trustworthy as they should be. And we need to watch for that and be careful for that for our children. But they're so ready and so willing to depend 100% on mom and dad, right? And so willing and so ready to pour out every ounce of their love. And too many times, too many adults aren't willing to give that same level of trust to the Heavenly Father and and aren't willing to let that love flow as freely as it had when they were children. And children are so open to new and different things and new and different ways of doing things. So much that we can learn from the children. Now, newsflash here, children aren't perfect. Did anybody know that? I agree. Um, Do any of you have children that are perfect? You're in church, remember. Nobody either. I have three of my own. You know they're not perfect. I know they're not perfect. Jesus knew and knows they're not perfect. They they, They throw fits and they fight and they moan and groan. They throw hissy fits and temper tantrum and the whole nine yards, right? And all that stuff, all that is being childish. And, and Jesus wasn't telling us that we need to be childish. Jesus was telling us we need to be childlike, like a child, in the way that we receive, in the way that we trust, in the way that we depend on the gift of God in Jesus. We're wrapping up this uh, month-long series called Neighborhood Watch this morning, and Uh, We've been talking here at Grace the past month about how we as believers keep an eye out for ways that we might make an impact in and for the neighborhood with the light and the love of Jesus. But a little twist on that theme reminds us that while we are watching the neighborhood, the neighborhood is also watching us. And, And It doesn't and it won't take long for the neighbors, the neighborhood, to see if and when we might be acting childish. You know, fussing, fighting, moaning, groaning, throwing hissy fits, temper tantrums, the whole nine yards as grown-up adults. When the neighborhood watches us here at Grace Church and also at Grace Preschool, we don't want the neighbors, we don't want the neighborhood, we don't want the world to see us being childish. We want them to see childlike trust and faith and dependence on Jesus so that ultimately through all that, the neighbors, the neighborhood, the world around us might see Jesus. That is why we even have a preschool to begin with. I mean, certainly we want to be teaching the children. We want to help them learn their ABCs and one, two, threes and all that. No doubt about it. And we want to help them socialize for sure. And we want to help them develop and to mature. Absolutely. We want to help families where parents work outside of the home. Definitely. But first of all, and most of all, and best of all, we have a preschool here at this church in the first place to help children begin to have a connection with Jesus. 
and, and through the children so that parents and families might have a deeper or deepened connection with Jesus as well. That's what I, that's what I said just an hour ago over there, that likely those who have enrolled their kids in the preschool here, and certainly the ones who are here this morning, for them, that part of who we are and what we do at Grace Church and Grace Preschool is at least a, a little bit, hey guys, how's it going? You never know. I love it. Love this. That part of who we are and what we do is at least a little bit important for hopefully every person who came to the first service today. And what I invited them to do was that if it's at least a little bit important, I invited them to consider asking God to make it a lot important, to make it the utmost important importance because every single day makes a difference and so I encourage them to to make it the very foundation of their child's hearts and lives to make it the foundation of their families and the foundation of their homes and I showed this picture I'm going to show you this picture too this uh, picture of a home that actually is just about a mile away from here, just right around the corner from where I live, and I'm taking a risk here. I'm hoping this isn't your home. This is anybody's home. It's not anybody's home, right? Nobody knows who lives there. If, if you know who lives there, tell me, but don't tell them, please. Uh, but can you see um, anything that's maybe a little different about this home? You might tell. I'm seeing somebody making a heart out there to me. If you look at the windows, do the windows look perfectly aligned? Not quite. You can see it a lot more clearly if you're standing there on the road than in the picture. But look at the windows. Do they look like they're kind of sinking toward the center? Exactly. That's exactly what's happening. You should see it in person. And it just amazes me to think what the floor must be like on the inside of that home. And this is what happens when the foundation is not sturdy, strong, and solid. We at Grace want to come alongside of you. We want to come alongside each other to ensure a a, a sturdy, strong, and solid spiritual foundation for every single person. The church, the preschool, the preschool, the church, starting with the youngest ones of all. Every single day makes a difference. And God doesn't want a single day to go by without a difference being made. Think about it like this. All these preschoolers are out there playing right now. They were in the service this morning. They're here in in school every single day. By the time they start kindergarten, they will have been alive in this world somewhere around 1,800 days. 1,800 days already by the time they get to kindergarten. On how many of those days will they have heard and learned of Jesus? How many of those 1,800 days? Every single day makes a difference. By the time they're in middle school, it'll be something like 4,000 days, and every day makes a difference. And by the time that child graduates from high school, 6,500 days, including about 950 Sundays. That's 950 opportunities to hear and learn of Jesus and to worship God together with others. Every day makes a difference. 
And God doesn't want a single day to go by without a difference being made. Don't let a day go by, friends. For your children, if you have children, or for your grandchildren, if you have grandchildren. And don't let a day go by for yourself. Maybe you're here and you're thinking to yourself, well, I never really had that foundation that you're talking about, Jason, in my earlier years. And I'm really not even sure where to start with all that. If that's the case, I hope you'll seek me out or any of us out of the church. We'd be so honored to have that conversation with you about how God might be at work to lay that foundation right now. Or maybe you had that foundation early on in life, and then for whatever reason, the foundation's been rocked, or the foundation's been cracked or covered altogether. Maybe some other Christian burns you in some way, or maybe you felt burned by a church. It happens all the time. Or, or maybe, you okay? Oh. <laughs> or, or, or maybe, where was I? <laughs> a little distracted. Yeah, maybe you felt burned by the church, or maybe at some point you felt burned by God, and now you've lost that sense of wonder and that sense of worship as an adult, or maybe you're just not all in with all this. Jesus is kind of important, but not really. Here's the thing. If Jesus is at least kind of important for you, if Jesus is at least a little bit important for you, I want to invite you to consider asking God to help you make Jesus a lot important for you, to help Jesus be the most important. And not doing this for me, not doing it for Grace Church, and not doing it for your parents, not doing it for your husband, for your wife, not even doing it for your children, for you. And even much, much more than that, for the one who made you, for the one who gave you life, for the one who gave his life for you, for the one who offers to forgive you, the one who offers to give you new and living hope for today and for forever. I'm going to pray, and if any of you want to talk or pray about any of this or whatever's on your heart and mind today, you're welcome to come join me. I'll be standing right down here on the floor level. You can come during our closing song or after the service. Be honored to pray with you. And I hope, like we said earlier, after we sing the closing song, the service is dismissed, that you'll join us out there for lunch. Food will still be out there and uh, all the fun and uh, fellowship with our friends over there as well. I hope you'll join us. So let's go to God in prayer. Thank you.